Hello, Husky Nation. Welcome to this week's episode of Dog Thoughts with Sports Illustrated's Husky Maven channel. I'm Kayla Olin, and with me is Mike Martin. Mike, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm really excited to actually really talk about there being a season. So excited. And I think the best news was seeing today that Washington is allowing players to return for workouts on Monday. So I'm so excited for that. I'm glad you read my mind on that one. And that's kind of what this is going to be about, is football coming back around and hopefully having a season. That's what it's looking like. But how will that season go down? Will there be fans? Will there not? Mike, you actually, I have to give you credit, even though it, it pains me. <laughs> you called that there'd be about a six-week fall camp, and that's what it's looking like. Yeah, I, I think that missing spring, um, there's a lot of things that, that uh, need to be installed, especially with Washington and Michigan needing to uh, figure out who's going to be throwing that pigskin. Uh, I, I think that this is going to... Um, create maybe, uh, uh, you know, some more time to really kind of sort through the quarterback issue for Washington because you have Ethan Garber who, Garbers who's coming in as a true freshman. You have a uh, redshirt freshman now, Dylan Morris, and you have Jacob Sermon. Those are my three contenders for, uh, for the starting quarterback for Washington. And figure it out in two weeks, and then to turn the ball over to whoever wins those two weeks and make them the quarterback for, uh, for the starter uh, against Michigan. I think that really is, is going to change the dynamic that, it, that right now they're going to have four months, or excuse me, four weeks to actually prepare for that first game. And the bittersweet thing is Michigan's in the same boat as we are in terms of who's quarterback? <laughs> Not sure. Both team, both, both fan bases might find out come game day on who that starting quarterback is. But as a whole, with this whole entire college football program, when this first came out, the SEC made a comment on how we're going to have a college football season, whether other people do or don't. And... Alabama just had five players get confirmed with COVID, one being their quarterback and other offensive players. So do you see this maybe having an effect in how other teams kind of go about returning to campus? I think that, that they're going to take every precaution necessary. Um, you know, do you get your your guys in there and and you know does COVID knock somebody out of contention? I don't know how that looks. I know that that the product is going to be out on the field though. There are way too many um, uh, networks like SEC Network that prints money. It's a license to print money down there in the South. Um, the the networks they need the revenue as well. There's a lot of ad revenue. There are a lot of jobs that are tied to this opening. And I, I think that that how it's rolled out is going to vary. I think it's, um, I, I don't know that you can say, okay, every, you know, six feet between you guys in the stands and make it look like it's uh, wazoo in, uh, in 
you know, in 1978. Um, you know, little dig there. Okay, I have to go petty every now and then. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what what the fans will look like. Um, I don't think that's going to be like Korean baseball with these stuffed animals behind home plate. Um, I think there will be actual fans in the stands. Um, I just don't know what that part will look like. And that was kind of a really good segue into my next question is a lot of it has been, okay, we're going to have, we're going to have fall football, right? But there might be no fans in these games. And do you realistically see that happening? Or is that kind of out the window now that we've started to move on from COVID a little bit more and know more about this virus and how to basically stay safe and healthy? You know, masks at, uh, at an event, hand sanitizer, who knows really? Um, uh, you know, there's going to be a fair amount of people that just, um, you know, the, the Huskies have a lot of, of uh, older fans. You know, it's the nature of college football. College football has always been around. We're in Seattle, this, there was no football team until 1976. So there are a lot of older generation people. They may choose to stay home. Um, places like Alabama, where there is no NFL team, they have a very old fan base all the way down to a very young fan base. So we may see, um, you know, people from, you know, 15 up to about 55 going to the games. So I don't know who's going to choose to stay away. Obviously, that's going to factor in. And I will just go out on a limb and say that Husky Stadium does not sell out any games this season, kind of due to what everything you just mentioned. There are people who have weaker immune systems. They need to be super cautious of what's going on. Who knows what this virus is going to look like further down the road. We saw actually a spike in Arizona of COVID cases from Memorial Day weekend. So it's, there's so much to kind of go into this. And how do you think having less fans, I'm, I'm going to say there will be less fans, affects how these games go? You think that kind of weighs on those players a little bit more in those situations? Is there really no more home field advantage when it's not as loud? What's, what's your take on that? Well, in, uh, in 1984 and in 1991, uh, the power of Husky fever was so strong that it was good for um, 10 to 14 points. So a touchdown and a field goal to two touchdown difference at home for the Huskies in those games. So how does it look for Michigan? Um, for uh, Colorado would be, if they play Colorado, which I don't have the schedule in front of me. But for, for a first game like Michigan, um, you know, I think it can have an impact. Um, so because they're ushering in a new quarterback who hasn't experienced Husky Stadium before, so or a big crowd like that, a big road crowd like that. So I think that in a normal case, Husky, uh, Husky Stadium being full could have a very big impact, especially on that first game of the season. And now to make a full circle, we kind of talked about fans, the virus as a whole around college football, not necessarily just with Washington, but how does Jimmy Lake take advantage of this very, very short 
preseason and training that he has with his new team as a new head coach with a new offensive coordinator, what do you, what do you think is the best way for him to kind of go about making the most of such short time? Um, I, I think, like I was saying earlier, I think that it comes down to um, using the first two weeks to get acclimated, maybe the first three weeks to really kind of do a lot of install and making sure everybody's healthy um, and then really kind of dial down uh, the plan that I'm sure they've been working on every day um, since this was announced and there was no spring. They've been scheming and planning out uh, that first Michigan game to kick off the Jimmy Lake era. So use those three weeks to really kind of fine tune the install and really um, understand and, and whatever, if they're gonna do a, a tempo type of offense or an attack style, really dial in play sequences and drive sequences and really kind of uh, script out a lot of things so that these young kids will know exactly what they're getting into. And then we're running out of time, but really quick, one last question just popped into my mind is how does this really affect, maybe not even how, but does it affect those incoming freshmen who are trying to fight to start for a true freshman spot? For example, Savelle Smalls, right? Just to kind of name one out of a few or Ethan Garbers, another one in the quarterback battle. Is it a huge factor? It, it is. It is. Um... Uh, especially for Ethan. Savelle uh, is not enrolled yet. For Garbers, though, with a wide-open position like that, um, I think he really could have benefited from spring. And that is something that you can continue to keep track of as Mike is consistently turning out amazing articles, putting out some videos and podcasts for you on a couple different ones. You can also keep track of the recruiting tracker. All of that is located on si.com slash college slash Washington. Until next time, I'm Kayla Olin. He's Mike Martin. Go dogs. Go dogs.